Donald Trump a valuable lesson. Don't mess with the women in America unless you want to get the benefit. Now to the task at hand. I know that you wish to speak about your sports games incessantly, but I am here for a different purpose. Welcome to the Sports Antidote, episode number 188, here with your boy Danny Belts, a top-level sales collision, and might I say, Creed sounds especially amazing today as they do every day. I want to touch base on Wemby versus Chet for the NBA Rookie of the Year, the NFC AFC Championship. Definitely talk about that. Boy, that Lions-Bucks game was shady AF. Touch base on that briefly. Bro Exotic is back. Bro Exotic is back. It's probably a kicker. It sounds like some guy, he sounds like a guy who likes to drop kick. That's how white that name is. You like that? And so is the young Loki. It's uh, very disappointing. I'm I'm still not over it. I, I don't think I want to watch any more football right now. Don't. Full um, media blackout. Full media. This is a Benny Hanna special, and I just saw him tonight. Green Bay Phoenix play tomorrow. They play Oakland. Uh, this is going to be a, a great one. Maybe he can yell at Greg Campy again uh, after the game. Boy, what a great story that was. So both my boys back in the lineup today. I want to talk about Will Wade real quick. Over at McNeese State, the drunk neighbor reminding me, why haven't you mentioned this mid-major powerhouse? That's right. He's right. We'll be talking about that. Philadelphia also makes the podcast, but not the Eagles. And I want to touch base on this Trump-Haley thing real quick as well. No, sorry, I'm not sorry. I'm definitely going there. Good point to be made. Plenty of podcasts out there. If you don't like, world needs plenty of bartenders. Two weeks with pay. And then, of course, we'll get into the sales Collision. What is that? Okay, you know, what is a sales collision? Well, it's probably not what you think. But if it is what you think, well, I mean, you were thinking like me, which means you should go get clinically evaluated immediately. Let's lead off real quick and get this party going. But before we do that, be sure and rate, subscribe, and review. Follow us on Instagram at the Sports Antidotes. Follow Bro Exotic at Bro Exotic. Follow the Young Woken at the Young Woken. I see, we picked up quite some. Quite a few followers recently. That's good. That is very good. And, you know, if you're not doing anything and you're sitting here, you got, you know, you're looking around, your phone's on 9%. It's about to die. You're getting on a plane that doesn't have any charging capabilities. You want to save that 9% to look at some of the porn that you took pictures of. I've seen people been doing this recently. Uh, if you want to do that, <laughs> if you want to use your phone, you're going to want to save that battery. So while you're saving the battery, reach out and touch your brother next to you. Tell somebody about the Sports Antidote and use his phone to listen to the Sports Antidote today. Victor Wembenyama. What is going on, Wembenyama? What a stud. Averaging 20-10-3, and three, but San Antonio continues to crumble. How funny, last week I just talked about Greg Popovich's senility, how stupid and ridiculous this has gotten, and then he trash talks Embiid before... They play the Sixers only to get a 70-burger dropped on them. Boy, I tell you what, sometimes I do these shows at the perfect time. <laughs> that would qualify. So anyway, Wembenyama, a hell of a player. We all know this. 
Well, Holmgren is really uh, cooking up a storm down there in Kansas or uh, in Oklahoma City, as we spoke of, averaging seven, 17, 7, and 3. We talked about that a few weeks ago. And right now, Wemby is anywhere between minus 130 and minus 150 to win Rookie of the Year, which is bet on a lot more heavily than the NFL and Major League Baseball Rookie of the Year. Wemby is pretty cheap right now, especially with full media behind them. This is what they want. And I'm not saying that. Yeah, I'm not trying to create any controversy here. They clearly, they're not talking about Holmgren at all. And all we hear is about Wemby Yaman. That's fine. Uh, even though Holmgren's playing on nearly a first place team and he's propelling them to be up there, especially defensively. I think both of them are very good defensively. Wemby right now with the better numbers. Uh, he probably will win this if he doesn't get hurt. But here's my advice to everyone. I have seen people take the field. This is not a bad bet here, and I'll tell you why. Holmgren's plus 125. Roundabout, if you average everything together, right, the collective number would be somewhere, we'll say, Wembenyama minus 135. The field, I believe, right around even. And then Holmgren plus 125. So if you are liking Holmgren, don't bet that. Take the field. You're betting. You'll let go of the 25 cents there, but you're buying an unbelievable amount of insurance of an injury through the other players. If Holmgren and Wembenyama both get hurt, both get hurt, then the field obviously wins. However, if Wembenyama gets hurt, Holmgren's a lock, but the field would be the ultimate lock because it has to go to him now. And even if he gets hurt, you'd still be in position. If you like Wembenyama, clearly don't bet the field. Take Wembenyama now, as that number is only going to get inflated to probably minus two hundred. So it is a steal right now. It is a steal to get him at anything under one fifty. There's no arguing that, or anything under one eighty. But I would definitely uh, look at the value proposition if you're looking at Chet. Understand the field here, it's rare, but the field now has more value and you're going to be buying a very, very uh, good supplemental injury insurance is what that would look like. So I would advocate for the field if you like in Het Chet, which is very possible. Uh, and, you know, if you like Wembenyama, get on that one now as that's only going to go further and further up. So if you like, if you don't like Wembenyama, wait, take the field. If you like him or don't wait because one injury Basically, you're betting, can this kid play 60 games? It looks like he probably can, doesn't have any history of injury, but that's kind of how I'm looking at that, and it is very interesting. We'll save the NFC and the AFC championship for the Molly music. Um, let's talk about the Eagles. Let's not. Let's talk about Philadelphia, though. So Philadelphia um, arrested, I don't want to get any names, you can Google it, but arrested a 17-year-old young man for murder. And, and he's about as guilty as it gets, yes, and in the midst of transporting this man around after he was a fugitive, they did not have him handcuffed, and he escaped. So you have a murderer, which is no different than anything else, in any far-left-ran city. Show me success. Sorry. This, this is insane. And that DA, who is the wokest of all, will probably let him out in three and a half years, as they do. Philadelphia has not, they do not like criminal trials, much like in New Orleans, we just like to rinse and repeat and circulate. But there's a murderer running around Philly, and the news was on, and this local reporter was like, if you see him, please do not approach, as he is still very dangerous. Call the police. And then the police come on there, and they're like, we'll proceed with caution. But if you see anyone, please call. And the police are like, don't call us. <laughs> Philadelphia is a disaster. It's a disaster. Don't move there. My, my, my opinion. The Lions gave us a little life because we had them two ways, over 27.5 minus a 6.5. Well, I also hit one of the most ridiculous parlays I've hit in a while. A four-teamer put it on Instagram. Four, four guys had to score a touchdown. They all did. FanDuel gave me a $200 free pick. I took that, hit a little two-team parlay, took that money, and put it on this. It was outrageous. Um, good win. And I'm not going to be doing that much because that's typically how you throw money away. But we also had the Lions on there, right? 
And the Lions end up, you know, getting up 14 late, laying the six and a half. Tampa scores, and they line up and go for two. I mean, that is insane. Wow. If you have Detroit, you got to be just swallowing a rock at that point because that is just, boy, what a horrible way to lose. Now, they do not convert. They're down by eight. And then with about 32 seconds left, they are going to put the Lions into a position where they're going to have to pooch, punt, or kick a long field goal. Either way, it's pretty smart to call timeout. You can block any of these kicks. Anything can happen. I've seen way crazier stuff happen than uh, 20-something seconds and eight points. We've seen. <laughs> uh, I've seen I can give you a few reminders of how, how you, it's never over. And the Bucks don't call timeout and walk in the field. They shake hands and the game ends. Very, very weird. Very strange ending there. You don't use that timeout. I mean, good Lord. I've seen people in basketball games down 17 with 16 seconds left still fouling. And you can't call a timeout? Wow, I don't know about that. That is very, very strange. And we go here real quick. Trump Haley, listen, when you have the full support of the mainstream media as a pretty conservative Republican, and the Democrat machine is also sending you a lot of money because they want to go against you, like when the Yankees sent David Justice to Oakland. Nah, David. They're paying you $6 million because they want to play against you, right? Remember that? This is what they're doing here. So Haley has gotten a tremendous amount of money from not grassroots, but this is all public record, nearly all of it. That's where she's getting her money from. We've seen this before. There's nothing wrong with this. There's nothing illegal about it, but you can't be liking that if you're the Haley camp. And then the mainstream media pumps all this, pumps all this, just like they did in 2016 that Trump didn't have a shot that left a bunch of Democrats sitting at home not voting that she's going to destroy and win New Hampshire. Well, it was another massacre. So I have some advice. Stop listening to the mainstream media and start looking at some of these videos that you can see online on a grassroots platform. Okay, both of these, every single new, you guys know this, they're all motivated and opinionated. But videos with no opinion and no motivation is real news these days, and that's where you need to find it. Go watch the whole 120-minute George Floyd Go watch that now that, that it's been put out. No one's taking the back of that police officer, but I'm telling you this. Watch the full video, then I'll, I'll hook you up to a polygraph, and then when you finish watching the video, I'm going to ask you this question. Is the, what you just watched similar to what the mainstream media told you happened? And if you say yes, you will fail the polygraph. If you have an IQ over 50, then I'll do that with the Capitol riot, as that whole four-hour video is now available. Now available. So don't watch the videos of what's happening. Just watch people that are opinionated tell you what's happening. That seems smart. That seems really smart. No, it doesn't. Haley needs to get out of the way. Everybody knows this. Will Wade, Will Wade, the previous, quote, disgraced coach of LSU. Well, he was guilty. There's no doubt about that. He wasn't the only one. They scapegoated him. I followed this very closely with the drunk neighbor. What we got most mad about was the way that LSU, particularly the AD at the time, Joe Oliva, handled all of this, you know, suspending or basically removing him from the team before the Sweet 16. Will Wade took LSU to the Sweet 16 like three times, four or five years. And that's insane. That's unbelievable. There's only 10 programs in the country probably where if you go to the Sweet 16 and lose, it's a failure. Kansas, Duke, right? Teams like this that are just so used to being, you know, extremely relevant when it counts. In Kentucky, North Carolina, you know all the blue bloods. But most schools would gladly take that. But, you know, he got caught in a little shade. It's all right, slapped his wrist. He's gone, goes to McNeese. They're 17-2. and two. They go up to Michigan, win by 11. They go to VCU, first game of the year, drop a double-digit beating on them. That's a very difficult place to play. They are basically going to be in, even if they don't win this conference, and good for them. Will Wade will be coaching a Power 5 school 
within the next year or two, and boy, would it be hilarious. <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait for this one to, oh, boy. And LSU got completely jobbed in Georgia last night. But keep an eye on McNeese State because I would not want to play them. They have a ton of transfers that want to play for a stud like Wade. They'll probably take these studs with him to wherever he goes next. And I can't wait because I like Will Wade. You want to know why? Because he's a winner. And yes, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Everybody knows this. Let's get into it. The sales collision. What's a sales collision, Belts? I'm glad you asked. See, sales collisions can happen with two small cars in a neighborhood fender bender, which we can usually just keep in-house, right? We don't need to call the police. We don't need to call insurance. Looks like, you know, let's get an estimate on it. I'll just cut you a check. Okay, $700 repair for this little, but all right, well, here it is, and we just move on. Sometimes these collisions can escalate, and sometimes it's the two SUVs going 100 miles an hour on the LA freeway that are going to hit each other head on. Well, this damage is going to be a little different than the neighborhood fender bender. Now, I could spend all day. This is where I could lose myself in this because this is something I could speak on for probably one month. Or anyone else in sales could probably do that. But this is going to be a little different. We're going to look at this from a different angle. I'm going to give you a very specific example of something that happened to me. I won't even say when. Maybe recently, maybe not. And clearly will not be mentioning any companies as I never mentioned my own company and certainly wouldn't mention anyone where we're doing business against or with. But I'm going to bring up this story. And then after this, I'm going to tell you about the ultimate top level sales collision that is going to happen this weekend regarding the NFL as their hands are going to be tied. And when we get there, I'm not going to say it at the time, but when we get there, that's when you need to get on your tinfoil hat. Because you're probably going to be thinking that's what it'll take to endure most of what I'm saying. But if you listen to what I'm saying, you will slowly take off the tinfoil hat because you will realize you don't need it. A sales collision, the one that I'm talking about, is one where you can't get where you need to get with who you're dealing with with another company. You need to get higher, but you can't. You can't get higher because you can't go over this man or woman and say, I want to talk to your boss. This is where you began going over them. I mean, I, I know people would disagree. Well, no, I do it all the time. This is a very dangerous move. You need to be very careful about this. Think about this. Because I can tell you what I'm going to do as a mid-level decision maker if you go over me. I'm pulling your ass down below me now, and you're out. You ain't going. You ain't going to disrespect me like that. That's how I'd be thinking if I was in that position. But this lines up many different ways, so I need to be very specific. But every now and again, what will happen is, for whatever reason, and there's 50 reasons why this could happen, is we're going to have a top-to-top. If you don't know what a top-to-top is, this is what it sounds like. You're going to get as high as you can within your company. They're going to get as high as they can within theirs. And you may have a CEO, CEO discussion at the top, top level. This is a very good move. Most of these guys speak their own language, and they communicate very well amongst each other. Sometimes they don't. And when they don't, this is when this collision can happen. In this particular case, I'm dealing with a large company, a large company that supplies hundreds of individually owned companies with what they need to do business in the market that they're in. So we try to get in through these guys so we can communicate simultaneously with everyone that they service. I'm not even going to use certain words here that would indicate where I'm going. I'm going to be very vague here because it doesn't matter. This part doesn't matter. You just need to understand the base level of what we're getting at here. 
I can't get through to the person that I'm talking to just because she can't move or he can't move away from a certain number and nor can we. And it's very uh, professional. We just had a, well, we need to be here. And I'm like, well, I can't do that. And I don't like this type of, I don't like to get into all this anyway. I like to sell, like most people sell value or price take care of itself. This is different because we're not actually going to be selling anything to this entity. They're going to be helping us get to everyone that they help support. And they're going to want a percentage for that, like most companies would. Well, we couldn't really come to terms, so this gets escalated. This gets escalated to a very much, could be considered a top-to-top. So somebody high up from our company now is going to be getting with somebody high up from their company. And what we hope to happen here is that on that level, above where we are, they can sort this out, thus avoiding this, toward, this sort of top-level sales collision. Now, typically, if that doesn't work, it won't go back down. It will go up. And there's only really one more spot it can go up from there, and that is as high as it gets. And that does go both ways. I like when that happens, but you have to understand you're going to be in the light of the CEO now, whoever's the highest in your company. They're going to be doing some homework on this opportunity. I hope you crossed your T's, dotted your lowercase J's, because guess what? <laughs> company like mine, they, they don't miss many details, but luckily I've crossed all these T's, dotted my I's and lowercase J's without looking at the man with the off pigment eye in Wayne's World, uh, one of the funniest movies of all times. But before it even got there, it would have to go directly above me and that's where it went. I was on the call, I didn't say a word. But this was probably one of the more violent collisions I think I've ever seen. Because you have one side that can't move for a very specific reason based on a net margin. And you have another side not wanting to hear that because that's where they need to be as a company. So I can understand both sides. But someone's going to have to move. And being as we're the person providing the product, it's very difficult for us to crunch into margin like this already. You don't need to to go to the Warden School of Business to understand the simple math there. Now, normally, as I said, this would just escalate itself naturally, but this didn't. Somebody or some entity may or may not have said to something to someone in my company that resembled this right here. You remember these like old commercials? The drunk neighbor always throws this one out there. But basically, I feel or we, in retrospect, look, it looks like we were told to put our husband on the phone. Yeah, sweetie, put your husband on the phone. That's kind of what we were told. That's a collision at that level. You can tell that to me, but the higher you get with that, all the more chances we have of two cars running into each other, and that is exactly what happened. And in this type of collision, who knows what happens? Does it go up? Probably not. Does it go down? Probably not. Does it stay there? Probably not. What happens? It goes away. I don't know. Not my call here. But... I can clearly see how a top-level sales collision like that can lead to nothing happening because this, there's pieces of car everywhere at this point. Top-level sales collisions will happen nearly in every single uh, sector of sales that there can be, but they will vary. In this particular situation, a very unique one, I've never been here before in my life. 
just because this is we're trying to support a company we're not necessarily trying to sell to. So the thing here is I've seen it the other way, but never quite like this. But I've realized it doesn't matter because it's the same result. It's a big collision. And there's wreckage and there's carnage and it sucks. When you think about what it looks like at the highest levels, this is a good way to think. How are these discussions, what do they look like? What do they sound like? Because we're usually not privy to these things that happen at the highest level, regardless of what company it is, depending on how high you are, you know, or what rank you have on the company chessboard. But the NFL comes to mind much when I think about a top-level sales collision. And here's why. I'm sure most have followed all of these social media conspiracy theories, and there is it's hard and there is some damning evidence with these colors, right? I mean, you'd think they wouldn't be so stupid and obvious as to just put the colors of the teams that are going to play into the Super Bowl emblem. I know that that can happen without directly doing it or intentionally doing it, but the odds of that happening two years in a row or whatever it is are very, very, very small. However, now more than ever, the NFL is being bet at records of what you can't even see. There are betting apps everywhere now, everywhere. And these apps are aggressive, more than they ever have been, in getting players to come in and bet with them. ESPN is tied into all of this. The NFL is tied into bed with all the betting apps with all this. You can actually look at some of how this trails down. It's very confusing, but this for the first time now you can see is a clear professional wrestling entertainment environment. Now, if this is not apparent to you over the last five years, I really don't know what to say. But now, I feel it's not that enough people are clamoring about it. Enough intelligent people are clamoring about it. And then there's just some, there's so much evidence nearly in every game where it feels like there is an outside entity with their hands affecting a football game. I told you about the Chiefs-Jets game. We're going to come back to this. Chiefs-Jets Sunday night early October. Chiefs jump out to a lead. This is about to be a massacre. They can't have this, especially with the Swifties tuning in, even though it's helping them. They need the Jets to start doing something. The Jets are inept on offense, okay? They give the Chiefs a baloney penalty in which they call holding when Mahomes was not in the end zone. He was on the one-yard line, but they gave them safety. And then after that safety, the Jets, through a big penalty, through pass interference, get a field goal. Now it's 10 to 14 to 5 or something. And then the Chiefs get screwed. What it looked like to me, this is the, this is the next few possessions when the blowout was about to ensue. Then Chiefs get handcuffed on their next possession and punt. Jets get two penalties helping move the chains. Two automatic first down penalty varietals getting them into the end zone. Scoring a safety, a field goal, and a touchdown on three consecutive possessions. Basically all enforced, from my perspective, by the referees. I had never seen anything quite that apparent. It really looked like somebody got the call and said, get this thing in order. I know how that sounds. But if you're watching the game, this is not far out of line at all with reality. There's no way around that. You started giving the Jets random calls, giving them a safety. That's a tremendous, tremendous penalty. Two points plus the ball? I don't know, man. That's, that's rough. Or not a penalty, but it's a, it was a tremendous penalty to be called to give them that safety. They did not deserve it. Even the announcers were like, what is going on? We could see I have more. You can watch these games, the Tampa Lions game. There's something going on in more than half these games. And there's a reason that I'm saying this. Because at the top, there is no doubt in my mind, these top-level sales discussions are happening amongst the NFL. 
And it looks as though when all the money gets sorted out, <laughs> now you can maybe put your tinfoil hat back on. It looks like maybe it affects even things during the game. Now, I shan't get into that because I don't know anything about what that would look like, but it's certainly possible. However, to say that there's no way that there's any outside interference in this game now would be just complete insanity. As we know that to not be true. Now, we don't know that for a fact, but boy, that's like saying, well, OJ, we don't know that he did it. Okay, true. I mean, he was, you know, and the jury of his peers was able to walk. So yes, however, we're pretty sure we know what happened or at least have a decent idea of what resulted, how that resulted, why it came about, what happened, and etc. But if you think for one second that the NFL did not want the Rams in the Super Bowl multiple times, mean, I know this for a fact, so we can see this happens. Now, what, is, what does the NFL want right now? In these top-level sales discussions, what are they talking about right now? Make no mistake, they're happening. And if they're not, let's just pretend that they are. Because I imagine if they are, it would sound kind of something like this. This is me. Let's say that I'm the number one guy in the room or whatever you want to call it. I'm the best sales guy in the NFL. Guys, I don't know what you're talking about, but we need the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs or in the Super Bowl. And there's no getting around this. That's a really nice purple emblem you have on the Super Bowl. And I know Lamar Jackson is a dynamic quarterback who looks as though I mean, this dude is, this team is excellent. They're fun to watch. People like Harbaugh. They love Lamar. But if you're going to sit here and tell me we're not going to get better sales by not getting the Chiefs in, we're going to have a big collision because I ain't moving off this rock. I'm not moving off this rock. And if you're going to tell me that just because the Detroit Lions haven't been there in a while, everybody wants to see Detroit, I'm sorry. I'm not moving off that rock because I think undoubtedly what everybody would probably want to see is the 49ers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, I can't prove that. And no matter what, whatever dynamic you put in, the Super Bowl is going to be watched. But I think if you really wanted the two best teams, and I know how that sounds, but the Chiefs are supposed to be down this year, and here they are. <laughs> I think those are your two ones. I think most people would want to watch the Brock Purdy versus Mahomes, that narrative, the coaching narrative between these two coaches. And I think the viewership is higher with the Chiefs in. And I can almost guarantee you that those discussions right now at that top level are going to turn into collisions. Because there's also a lot of ways in which you'd want Lamar Jackson to be in the Super Bowl from a prop perspective. Is this guy's props, people betting on him alone, are through the roof on these rushing props. They're breaking. People love betting Lamar, and I see why. I know, 51 and a half yards rushing. I mean, you're really always in it. You're never out of it. That dude rip a 70-yarder tomorrow or in two minutes. And I know that sounds crazy, but if you go look at the, the amount of money just on the Ravens and Lamar alone, would, it would indicate, all right, we need to think about this. But when you're positioning this correctly, all I would need to do to sell my case to prevent this collision to happen and having us move forward like what didn't happen in the big call that I had recently professionally would be to tell them this. Hey, guys, remember that Chiefs-Jets game I just mentioned earlier? You do? The ones where the NFL came in and, you know, they, it's like the Buffalo Wild Wings commercial. I called them and they, I said, make this game close. And they did. And the Jets covered almost one. Remember that? After their first three possessions, had one yard and the Chiefs had 600. Yeah, that one, that game. Okay, so on October 3rd, <clears throat> when this was taking place, did any of you guys check the ratings after the game? Uh, yeah, they were good. Yeah, they were good. You could say that. Yeah. Well, I have the ratings right here. This is me talking to the NFL, quote, boardroom, unquote, okay? Well, it looks like over the last five years, the running average for Sunday night football is around 21 million. We'll round up. 21 million people watch Sunday night football. Now, that average is going to be sliding in different ways, guys, depending on who's playing. But don't tell me 
that people are excited to watch the New York Jets. Don't tell me that. Jets fans are not excited to watch the New York Jets. The only people that like to watch the Jets are Patriots fans like Benny Hanna, who can then be happy that their program is equal to the Jets. So just because the Patriots suck, the Jets still sucking is, is a very, very important thing for that movement, for that to occur. And they're watching those games to, to like that. No one watches the Jets just to watch them because it's horrible. Most would agree. If I threw out, what NFL team do you not want to watch today? I bet the Jets would... Re- what matchup do you not want to see? I bet the Jets hits 80% of what comes out of the regular NFL fan's mouth. I don't want to see the Jets. Okay. Now, we do want to see the Chiefs, right? So, guys, it is Patrick Mahomes. You know, it's the beginning of the Taylor Swift thing with Travis Kelsey. So, yeah, we want them in, right? Yeah, we do. Okay, good. All right. Well, what's the point, Belts? Oh, let me tell you the point. Even though the Chiefs played the lowly New York Jets on a Sunday night football game that surely no one really cares about, 27.8 million people watched that football game. That is 7.5 million over the rolling average. My question to you is, do you think that that is there because of Patrick Mahomes versus Wilson? Or is it because of Taylor Swift and this entire movement? Every single game you look is bumped so much higher, particularly the primetime games because the Swifties don't have to go order it on Peacock or whatever you have to do to watch an NFL game now. Clearly, whatever is happening here throws this average so far over the anomaly. Well, maybe it wasn't this game. No, it's just every game you have an extra 7 million hens or whoever watching this sport. You can't undervalue that. That's the best fans possible. They're going to watch the whole game. They don't care about the spread. They don't care about the teams. They just care about Taylor Swift's relationship with Mr. Pfizer. That is it. This is a no-brainer lock that the Chiefs have to be in the Super Bowl if you want this to make the most amount of money. And what are we in business for? Let me remind you, gentlemen. Entertainment and entertainment is to make money and show an unbelievable profit. And in order to do that, this is what we need. I don't really care what happens in the NFC, but... For all that's holy in the AFC, we need the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I honestly believe these conversations are happening because of what I just said. And if you think the bump on a Sunday night game versus the Jets from those Swifties was huge, wait till the Swifties get a a little whiff of the Super Bowl and they get to watch the singing and the halftime show and the cute commercials. Now they can actually enjoy the game instead of doing it under indentured servitude instruction from their leading vampire (laughs) and their master, Taylor Swift. I don't mind the Swifties at all. I just thought that was funny. But I'm right. Everybody knows this. Top to top, sales discussions are necessary, productive, and have been around forever, regardless of what company you're in, okay? The NFL is a company ran on selling a product just like anything else. Their sales guys may look and talk different, but mm -mm, they're in it to make money. And whoever is behind this, If they want to avoid having this big collision, just lay the hammer down on what is really going to make us the most amount of money. And I'm sure it's not scripted, but much like the Saints and the Rams in the NFC Championship on that infamous night or infamous afternoon, they're just leaving it out there to where if you can at some point do something, do it. That's all I'm going to say. 
If you cannot throw a flag or throw a flag that would affect the game late, this is where this will happen. And all it takes is one penalty. One third and 12 pass interference for the Chiefs to get him. I mean, you you know what I'm saying, but I fully believe that is going to happen. And we'll get into why and how I feel about that regarding these top-level sales collisions with these two games on their way. Mr. Producer, you've been quiet. I want to mix up the Milo music today. Surprise me. I didn't see that coming. This is going to be difficult. How long is this? Can't be that long. You're going to have to find another song. (laughs) All right. So we had the Detroit Lions last week, minus six and a half, over 27 and a half. And like I said, both those came through. (laughs) Improving our record to 74, 62, and two. Come and get two. Come on, man. (laughs) Just put something on that's not this... (laughs) There's no way this is going to proceed. I like that, Mr. Producer. Let's get back to my man, Radrick, here. I like that. You going instrumental? Oh, thank you. What a courtesy. Okay. Creeping up on us right now. As we all know, the San Francisco 49ers are going to be hosting the Detroit Lions. Niners is a seven-point favorite. It opened up at seven and a half. It's been dancing up and down. You probably won't see much more movement there between the seven and the seven and a half. If that does get below seven, that's a... That'd be a big hit for the Niners betters right there. That's a big indicator. On the other side, before I get into the games, the Ravens, three-and-a-half point favorite, 44-and-a-half. Both these seem lined as tight as a crab's ass. Now, this kid, they could both be blowouts. I have no idea. We don't know what happens as far as the tinfoil hat process that I spoke about. I'm not quite sure if the Niners game is the one that everyone will be looking at. I do think it is getting the Kansas City Chiefs into the Super Bowl. We're going to do something a little different here. I can see the Detroit Lions winning this game. And the way that offensive line is able to not just protect Goff, but create these massive holes in the B-gap for guys like... I mean, the Lions have been living second and five, I feel, the whole season. The Niners, I don't really know if that's their strength defensively. The pass rush doesn't really affect Goff much because the ball is out so quickly. So I don't think the Niners' defense plays as much here as people think. I could be completely wrong. It's speculation in the NFL, especially in the postseason. is not my bag, baby. But this one seems to be pretty tight with me. But the total seems to be just a little high. Now, I understand why. The Lions have a good offense, big play capability. And the 49ers have as much big play capability as any team in history with Samuel McCaffrey and Kittle and everybody else running around here. Just big play ability there always. That's a very high total. So let's move to the Ravens. Three and a half seems right in line. Hearing a lot of speculation about the referees in this game. Yes, that does play. One of the main judges they brought in is the guy that favors the dogs. And that's really weird. As typically they don't get the calls in spots like this. And he was on the side in the Saints-Rams game. I forgot his name. I should have that written down. But he was there. One of those guys. So already we got the, we got the kitchen at full work here, in my opinion. Can't prove it, but that's what I believe. 44 and a half seems solid. The two ones I feel are the best looks here are the under in the 49ers game and the Kansas City Chiefs at three and a half. But I'm not comfortable with either of these as both these will probably be close. We did this last year by teasing the under in both championships with the Eagles and the Chiefs, and we won. And I'm doing it again, but a little different. I like the San Francisco 49ers. Minus one 37-point teaser. San Francisco, Detroit, teased to 58 and a half. I like the under. Gets us away from the 38-30. Escapes from a lot of the kill numbers that could get us in the 50s. If you could score 60, I call, show me. I'll go down with that ship. On the other end, 
Teasing the Ravens across to three and a half or whatever that would be. Crossing zero does not apply here. It would with the Bills minus two and a half. Last week, teasing that across to three and a half plus three and a half would have covered. As well as the Chiefs, you know, getting them up to nine and a half. They won the game outright. But here, I feel there's a ton of value in making the Kansas City Chiefs a ten and a half point dog. This does so much. This takes away a lot if they're not trying to get the Niners in. If they are, this assuredly will get you in, minus anything ridiculous. So on the record, and we'll put this as a one-play ATS, because it's two things at minus 130, San Francisco, Detroit, under 58.5, and the Kansas City Chiefs, plus the 10.5 and and a two-team seven-point minus 130 teaser coming in for the Sports Antelope. I can almost guarantee you Bro Exotic is not going to see eye to eye with this, but that's going to be incredible. But speaking of which, Mr. Producer, bring in Bro Exotic. Uh, uh, let this run for a minute. Uh, yes, son. Why does this not get you hyped? This is gym music top five. Well, that's a bit of a problem. Looks like it's you who's in need of a gender education. We must try not to get canceled. Prepare to be canceled. Bro Exotic joins the sports antelope. Many thought, if I may, that he wasn't coming back and that I had ran him off the show. You guys are all wrong. Bro Exotic, thanks for joining us. How are you, pal? Uh, what's going on, D-Bro Exotic? Uh, Vice Pip of Cow, Church Woke. Sick. Um, you know, um, ended that uh, that college season, 12-5, and five, D. Um, and I'll have to say, D, I mean, it's, it's just it's so typical, bro. Just like the privileges took over. And then, you know, Harbaugh pulls a Pete Carroll and leaves the number one program in the in the, the nation to go coach pro because it's probably some illegal uh, acquisitions that he had. And he's just jumping ship. So just more white privilege, dude, just like it's right before our eyes. Uh, I don't know, dude. I, I mean, sometimes you just can't stop it, dude, but you, you have to keep talking about it. That's how the white man avoids any type of repercussion while moving up in life. Yes. It is very much white privilege that Pete Carroll pulled that stunt, and I did not even think about that brilliant comparison until you just did it. And there's a lot of similarities, except maybe this time they won't take a Heisman because nobody won one in Michigan. Um, but, bro, that was kind of a weird game. I do agree. A lot of privilege running around there. Uh, yeah, that was just goofy. But good news for us is you don't just stop in college. You have some pro for us. This is the word on the street. Is this true? Oh yeah, dude. Uh, th- this was a no-brainer for the uh, for the Wicks <laughs> equation here, dude. Uh, I mean, you know, going to this this Ravens Chiefs game. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't. Know There's no to... way you're taking the Chiefs here, right? I, I, mean, I, I, I don't just... know. I don't know where to start here, dude. I mean, we, <laughs> we have a team. Uh, we have a a, a a team representative of the of Native American culture, dude, led by. Uh, I mean, Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, uh, and uh, I mean. <laughs> Uh, who, uh, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. So, yeah. so it's led. It's led by three and a half white colonists, dude. Uh, <laughs> so it's you know it's just absolutely insane that we're gonna uh back this up, dude. So we're gonna go ahead and uh back the uh the uh quarterback of color uh, as opposed to the quarterback of half color. Uh, you may think that's racist, but here in Cal Church Woke, uh, it's impossible for us to be racist at all. So. Uh, that's that's how that's our stance, and that's what we uh that's what we're gonna stand by, dude. We're, we're gonna take the Ravens minus three and a half. Luke. Everyone knows the Church of Woke um, is you know immune to it's impossible for you to be racist, correct? Uh, everyone knows that, and you are gonna be backing the Ravens. Uh, and is any conspiracy maybe because of all these pictures of their colors? This is just true. Woke equation doesn't take that into equation. 
Well, does. that chief, that chief MAGA red dude also takes into a lot. Ooh, uh, a lot, a red, lot of that man. takes into account, dude. And Taylor Swift is wearing a lot of red these days, dude. Uh, we're gonna go have and to. Andy uh, Reid is definitely a columnist, <laughs> right, dude? I mean, so I mean, Taylor Swift. We thought she was so woke. Um, she's uh, culturally appropriating by wearing a Native American garb, uh, and it's uh, we're not gonna uh, we're not gonna take that standing, dude. We're gonna have to cancel her, dude. I so at, at, at the very least, she's on cancel review, but we're gonna go ahead and revisit that. Oh, cancel review. Oh, next time you have someone on cancel review, bro, I have something for you. Uh, yeah. But we'll do we'll do that when that time comes, and I feel it won't be long until many are on cancel review. Bro, I want to play a game real quick. You 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 good with that? Uh, oh, all right. That's all right. Are you going saw? Are you pulling a saw? Yeah. Um, bro, exotic. I want to play a game. Uh, what I liked that was a horrible jigsaw. I sound nothing like Tobin Bell there, but that's okay. And I like your song. Good throw, bro. Exotic here. Going in some horror reference to I don't know if I'm, I'm very much into that. Good. You score more points with me. No, I, I, I'm going to play this, this game where I'm going to say you're talking about these Chiefs players with all this white privilege. And I mean, there's so much my cup runneth over, but there's one other guy on here. I'm going to say his name. I, you don't necessarily know if he's okay. He's white. I mean, I gave it away, but I'm going to say his name. And just throw out what position you think he plays. Uh, you know, I don't know how much NFL you watch. You may not know this guy, but are you ready? Uh, all right, dude, yeah. Harrison Buckner. Man, that's probably a kicker. It sounds like some guy. He sounds like a guy who likes to drop kick. That's how white that name is. Circle gets the square, bro. Exotic. He's a very tall, white kicker with a very expensive haircut. So let's throw him in. Uh, maybe he takes up the other half for Mahomes. Or actually, no, that's not how that works. Does that cancel? Uh, no, out? I don't know. No, yeah, that just that that just brightens up the uh, the spectrum there. So no, it does not help. It you. does not have, see that is why the woke. See, you don't even need to check the woke equation. You already knew the default was there. See, that shows how much I know, which is nothing. Bro's going to be thirteen and five. Uh, the Ravens here, bro. I I I don't. I have no clue what's going to happen in this game, but I'll be rooting for you either way. Bro, Exotic, um, we yeah. can look forward to, before you roll, though, can you please talk to the woke Pope? It's been one year, Bro, Exotic, since this man came and blessed us the last two Super Bowls. Can you contact him, please, to see if he can come on? Maybe next week is like a, a warm-up because we'll have like a break, but definitely come on for the Super Bowl. It's a big deal. Oh, most definitely, dude. Yeah, we're going to definitely yeah. have him on uh, right before the Woker Bowl. Um and uh, we, uh, we we definitely uh, – I definitely wanted to tell you, dude, uh, w- uh, something he implemented just for this game, dude. Oh. For, uh, in, in, uh, just for this Ravens game, dude. We uh, opened up uh, Baltimore's uh, very first uh, Buffalo Riot Wings, dude, because Unbel- because what we really want Unbel- here, dude, we, we, want, we want a peaceful protest in Baltimore. Every every protest in Baltimore has always been peaceful. Oh. Uh, we, we want a really nice uh, BLM riot, dude, uh, you know uh, – Black line, uh, Baltimore linebackers matter demonstration. Uh, yeah, dude. So we're we're gonna um we're gonna burn that we're gonna burn that bitch down, dude. It's gonna be very peaceful. Uh, it, it's exactly what we did, dude. We just, we we build these to burn them, and the okay. chicken is always on fire. Is there a time if everybody wants to get drinks at this Buffalo uh, Buffalo Riot Wings? I mean, should they show up before like before like seven thirty to get some beers before the building burns down? Should they order to go? Is there a general time? when the building burns down or it just happens like what what would if anybody wants to visit the establishment should it be earlier or does it even matter well it burns down the the, the minute a, a white player from the chiefs oh, uh, of course yes of uh, course. Uh, assaults lamar jackson 
Of course. The it's minute good. the minute that happens, dude, uh, well, he can't breathe. So we're gonna have to we're gonna be chanting that, dude, as we burn this bitch down, um, because white people cannot touch uh, people of color. Yeah, every everyone knows that. Uh, and Buffalo Riot Wings will be rolling in Baltimore. Everybody knows this. Very good pro, uh, placement there, uh, bro. Yep. It, if I might say, excellent. Anything you want to close with? Uh, yeah, dude. Uh, no jokes. Stay woke. Um, go Ravens, dude. Minus three and a half. And uh, hashtag BLM. Hashtag uh, uh, Buffalo Riot Wings, dude. Hashtag I'm over Taylor Swift. Uh, yeah, um, we Coach. are. We are too in, in in the woke community, dude. Oh. She's, uh, she, she's she's going full uh full on red here, dude. We're, we're not uh we're not liking it, man. Oh boy, I tell you what. Well, you consider cancel review. I mean, perhaps perhaps if Kelsey played for the Lions, dude, and she was sporting that blue that we like, uh, I don't know. She is wearing a lot of red, bro. Exotic. <laughs> you you make a good point, and you can't have that. Well, either way, we look forward to having you on next week. And bro, uh, it's been a pleasure. Good luck in your bet, homie. All right, buddy. Cheers, dude. The young Woken joins the sports antelope. How you doing, bud? I'm good, man. I am feeling relaxed, refreshed, and rejuvenated. I am ready to get back at it. Good. And before we get into the Phoenix, I just I was gonna play taps, you know, for the Green Bay Packers, get a good trumpet salute here, but in retrospect, even though most people don't understand that you have a franchise quarterback now, or at least if you don't, I mean, I don't know what to say. But if I would have told you, let's say, after you guys got cranked by the Lions on primetime football, one of my customers was at that game in Green Bay, and it looked like Green Bay pretty much was what we thought they were going to be. If I told you, well, you're going to be probably getting screwed out of not going to the NFC Championship, that would have been an amazing season. So before we get into the Phoenix, what is the overall Packers vibe right now? I'm just curious. Well, you know, I mean, everybody is excited for the future, of course. It's hard not to be after that. Um, And between Jordan Love and Sundance, there's a lot to look forward to in that state. Everyone knows this. Yeah, Green Bay. Green Bay is uh, on the up and up. Um, Up and up. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, everybody, it's uh, very disappointing. I'm I'm still not over it. I I don't think I want to watch any more football right now. Don't. Full um, media blackout. Full media. This is a Benny Hanna special, and I just saw him tonight. Full media blackout. If you want to commence full media blackout, I'm not your captain, but I give you full permission, private, to do whatever you want, because after that, don't even turn. Yeah, don't watch the NFC Championship. Just don't. No, we we had that game. Um, yeah, I don't know. It is what it is. I don't want I hate to. the 49ers, too, man. Yeah, they suck, man. I thought we're, we were so due – we are so due against them in the playoffs, and uh, that sucks. Yeah, they seem to end the chapter quite often for that team, and I hate the 49ers more than you can ever imagine. But let's not talk about things that get me mad. Let's talk about things that get me happy, like Sundance Wicks and the Green Bay Phoenix. The Green Bay Phoenix fund right now is over $1,000 for the first time in program history. I was reading that. Congratulations. Uh, the, the money's coming in. I mean, last game, a little disappointed here, Woken, but it looks like eventually they were going to get buzzsawed, you know? Yes. So um, we we had two games over the weekend. Thursday we went to wrong state. Uh, we had the Phoenix plus the eight and a half points that actually closed at ten and a half. Ten and a half. Yeah, I was, uh, I was surprised to see Sundance wearing the khakis and quarter zip on the road this weekend. I thought he would have <laughs> listened to us last week and, and busted out a nice blazer. But he didn't fucking need it, Belts. 
Sundance said, <laughs> you can wipe my ass with your 10 and a half points and belts. We don't take a dog unless what? That's right. Unless we yeah. think they can win. That's right. The Phoenix got their seventh outright win as a dog <clears throat> and their third as double digit dogs on the year. They won 88 to 81. You can bust out the goddamn brooms because that's a season sweep of wrong <laughs> state. And let me let me just read you hashtag Horizon League Player of the Year Noah Reynolds stat sheet. So he played 37 minutes. And Belts, how many games or how many minutes are in a college basketball game? 40. Right. So he played basically the whole game, dropped 30 points again, eight rebounds, eight assists, two blocks, and won a perfect seven of seven from the charity strip. I mean, what the hell is happening in Green Bay? That's seven in a row for the Phoenix formula. Got me to 11 and seven ATS on the year. And Sundance improved to a perfect 9 and 0 ATS in conference. Woo! That but, is incredible. But, but I, feel, uh, I feel like I'm in the way. I thought they lost their last game. We did. Well, we were just going to brush right oh, over. Oh, I one. am not uh, a good host or an interviewer. I'm sorry. Keep going. <laughs> no, yeah. So after Wrong State, we had to go to Northern Kentucky. Um, great, great program there. Uh, we, we took over 138 and a half. Uh, the story of that game was just block shots, tip passes, deflections, steals, and points in the paint for the Norse. They manhandled and dominated us from start to finish. We could not create any sort of separation or get any shots off, which is not a good combo for the over. We got smoked 74 to 52. That did not go over 138 and a half. So, yes, my winning streak did come to an end, and so did Sundance's perfect ATS record in conference play. But one and one on that tough road trip is good. That's very good. It is. Um, what type of violent city are we talking about there? It's not too violent. I, you know. No, it's it's not on the Richter scale of violence. Yeah, that's that, see, that's that's not going to help us much. I mean, it's it's not too far outside of Cincinnati, um, but obviously it, it doesn't count. It's I mean, it's not even in the same state. So I remember. A long time ago, speaking of the Norse, funny story, Kentucky missed the tournament. I was living in Houston. This is 2011 or 12. Kentucky missed the tournament, and they were going to be an NIT one seed. But nobody thought Kentucky would miss the tournament, and they were supposed to play, I believe, something along the lines of they were supposed to play in their gym, but they couldn't because that Kentucky was – they weren't. They couldn't play the game in the gym as the higher seed. So Kentucky had to go play North Kentucky, the Norse, and they they were supposed to be the home team, and they were the road team, and they went to North Kentucky and got shellacked. <laughs> it was so funny. That is awesome. It, it is a it is a tough place to play. No yeah, no, I remember watching that. Now, of course, they're playing you know Kentucky, so everyone their mother's going to be there. But even when that, I've watched conference games with that team and the Horizon League. They do have some pretty sick fan bases in some of these games. I've seen these throughout the last decade. Um, if only we need to get Green Bay there, but we're not far off. When no, Dan Belts makes his first entrance there, I think that's when things will really go up. Or I'll get arrested. One of the two. You know, whatever. One of the two. One of the two. But, yes, that, that all brings us to tonight. Six o'clock central at the Rush Center in Green Bay, Wisconsin. There is a battle for first place in the Horizon League as the Fighting Phoenix look to take down Chokey the Bear and the Oakland Grizzlies. Whew, I got chills. Didn't think I'd be saying that halfway. 
uh, through through conference play this year. Oh, Chokey the Bear, ladies and gentlemen. Go check out the Facebook post. It's on the Sports Antidote and or you can go see that at the Young Woken. Very creative. Very good. I have to say, these are very funny. And I like recurring jokes in these memes. Chokey the Bear. I've never heard that. That's an original one, Young Woken. You continue to impress the Sports Antidote. You should know that. Well, I do appreciate that. Uh, yes, the, the post did just go up. Uh, so before I reveal my pick, you know, Oakland, they, they did beat us by six earlier this month uh, when we went to their place. And, you know, they have won the last four tilts against the Phoenix. And they are currently on a six-game winning streak. Sure, sure. But the Phoenix are allowing a league-best 67 points a game and only 64 points a game at home. We are five and one after a loss. We're five and one in Green Bay, and we're four and zero oh as home dogs. They're selling three dollar beers again tonight. I was just looking at the tickets. Looks like they've actually sold a lot of tickets. There is something magical brewing in Green Bay. I think it's Sundance's jackets. It's that swagger. Plus, I'm pretty sure Greg Compy, uh, his senile ass, is older than Joe Biden. So belts. On the record, give me Sundance and the fight in Phoenix plus the two and a half points. I think we win that game. Plus the two and a half. Are you going to get in this man's face again, call him a, a pussy, and tell him to make more free throws? We'll we'll see. I, I don't know if I'll be able to get out of work in time, but uh, maybe I can sneak <laughs> over there for a second half just to get in his ear. That, that really happened, right? I mean, I had a couple people text me. I mean, that is one of the most – I did not see that coming. That um, is – no, yeah, one hundred percent. I I believe I mean, <laughs> that's the that's, way the rest center is set up. These front row seats, you are basically one step away from the floor, and we're right behind the scorers table and the benches. I mean, there's no security there. There's there's 2000. no there might be after you know. I'm hearing these interviews from Sundance. You know, didn't you like how he threw in the whole, you know, uh, it's, I mean, it's the best deal in town. Everybody knows this. Talking about everyone getting drunk for the Packers game before you know the pre. At the, the tailgate at the basketball game. Great. I, I think that's really fun. I'm glad. Sundance seems like a cool guy in these interviews, too, by the way. I like how he maneuvers around. Seems like he's uh, the charismatic type. Uh, but it looks as though that you were not you were not making anything up, which, of course, you're not. Sundance was absolutely talking about you in that interview. <laughs> oh, yes. He's, you and your buddies dapping up the assistant the assistant coaches who can't say things that you can that was very well put i was you got a good chuckle out of me so yeah man you're starting you're, you're you are changing the culture at this school one game at a time and let the record show that the only reason this team is worth a damn is because of the young woken super fan number one everybody knows this yes sir if you don't know it and you don't believe it well then i hate to say this but i refuse to let you around my kid if you don't believe anything i just said Two and a half, Young Woken. I like that. It's still mm, kind of disrespecty, though. I'm kind of thinking the Phoenix should be favored here. That's what I'm thinking. Eh, historically, yeah. maybe they don't do as well versus this team. I don't know. I don't know. Vegas, uh, I don't know who's making these lines for these Phoenix games, but he's an absolute clown. Um, we'll we'll continue to, to ride this wave as long as we oh, can. Yeah, but yeah I, I think the Phoenix do absolutely win this game. We'll take the two and a half just to be safe. And- of course. Some some stupid shit happens at the end, but well, uh, you know, you don't want to have technical foul gate happen. You're not getting those points. <laughs> like that like, was that was yeah, that was against Oakland. That was the coolest. That thing was against Oakland. <laughs> That's just oh, I remember the scoring drought of the century. Well, 
Young Woken, thanks for popping on the Sports Antidote. Uh, we'll be looking forward to your pick here, uh, seeing how that goes. What time does that tip? 6 o'clock p.m. Central. Uh, perfect time. Anything you want to close with? Yes. Uh, real quick, we do also play host to Detroit Mercy this Saturday at noon. Oh, they're horrible. Yes, they haven't won a game yet. Uh, so everyone knows Sundance will beat them. The only question is, will the Phoenix simply assault and rob the Titans? Or will it be a violent murder scene? So stay tuned. Keep an eye open uh, for an Instagram post. And go Phoenix. Go Phoenix. We'll see you next week. See you, bud. God bless. Hashtag Coach of the Year. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining the Sports Antidote, episode number 188, a top-level sales collision. Doesn't matter if it's in your company. They happen all the time, and I can't prove it, but I would bet they're happening right now. With the National Football League, we're going to have to see what they do. Thanks to Bro Exotic and thanks to the Young Logan for popping on here. We should see them on next week, and we will be transitioning more into basketball like usually once we get out of the NFL. makes things a lot easier, a lot more focusable. I don't even think that's a word. For guys like me who have problems focusing, be sure and rate, subscribe, and review. Reach out, touch your brother. Tell somebody about the sports antelope. Keep it real, Anadotions!